Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome back to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Since before Yantif we haven't had a shear, so I want to wish everyone a gazunta winter. Special welcome to our Torah anytime. Viewers and listeners who Abaz Hashem be joining the shear. The series of shiurim has been sponsored by Rabbi Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group. It's a for Kla Yisrael, for his family. Zaycha to spend the Shabbos with him in Cleveland for a bar mitzvah. And um, it should be a schus. So today we're going to talk about <clears throat> a tzaddik, which is, I think, very not well known. And it's somewhat of a, as we'll see, almost like a tragic story, as we will see. And the name of this tzaddik was Reb Shloima Adani. Shloima Adani wrote the sefer called Meleches Shloimai on Mishnayis. In the uh, newer prints of Mishnayis, you have on the in the Yochanu you have the Rav and the Taisis Yantif, the Rambam, the bottom you have the Tiferes Yisrael, and in the middle there is this pirish called the Meleches Shloimai. I was intrigued by this pirish because I was Eicha almost a year ago to be in Chevroin and to go with my friend, Ramardchai Hellinger, who is an unbelievable person, the Chabad person there in Hebron, together with his group of uh, Bachrim, who are Mechazik, the soldiers there. There's a lot of soldiers in Hebron, and he, he helps them out. And I was like also to give them pizza and soda and this. You can't imagine what it does. These 19-year-old kids who are sitting, uh, watching, you know, guarding Hebron, and they're out in the cold. It was winter time, and they're out for hours all by themselves at these posts. You give them a little coupon for a pizza and a soda, Mamish makes their day. And uh, he continues, and he, he really is mechazik them. Now he's in the Miluim, so he's the one guarding, but he's still taking care of them. And he took me there to the old Beis Akvaris, which we've spoken about. There's the old, old Beis Akvaris, where our great-great-grandmother, the mother of Avram Grzynski, is buried. Then there's the old Beis Akvaris, where the Kevarachim of the Chevroin Massacre, 1929, where Rabbi Avram Grzynski's brother and his son and, and, and the brother's son and, and daughter-in-law are there. And then there's the Chalkas Harabonim. We talked about this. We saw it by the Stei Chemet is there. And Reb Shloyma Adani is there as well. So I was intrigued to find out more about Reb Shloyma Adani. So now the truth is we don't know much about him except from what he himself writes in the Hakdama to Melech HaShloyma on Mishnayis. It's a long Hakdama. And it's pretty much an autobiography which we are going to go through um, and, and see his, his life. So in the Hakdama, later towards the end, he writes that in the year Shin Ayin Tes, when he says, I'm 52 years old today. So if you go back 52 years, so it comes out he was born in the year Shin Chav Zayin, 1567. I didn't realize how early a Pirush the Melech HaShlema was. And he says he was born in the city, he calls it Uzal Hanikra Tzana, Tzadi Nun Ayin Aleph, which in today's language is, S-A-N-A apostrophe A, Sana'a or something like that, which is the capital city of Yemen, of Taman. He says, my father's name was Harav Yeshua, Yud Shin Vav Ayin Hei, like uh, we should have Yeshua, not Yeshua, not Yehoshua, Yeshua, salvation. Ben Harav David, Ben Harav Chalfain um, Adani, and his father was the Rav of the city of um, Sana'a in, in, in Taman. And he writes, he says, my grandfather also, my father's father was also a Malamed Tanaikas. He was a, a, a school teacher, a Rebbe in, uh, in Taman. Now he says, um, from, the, from my father's house, 
my fa- father's family was from Taman, we have a Kabbalah that we were part of Golus of Bayis Rishain. This is one of the sources that the Yemenite Jews um, went to Yemen at Churban Bayis Rishain. He says, the Pasuk that it says in the end of Malachim Beis, Perak Yulches Yod Aleph, Vayogel Melech Asher es Yisrael Ashura, the Melech Asher sent the Aseres Hashvatim to Golus, Vayanchem Bachlach, Uvechover, Nehar Goizen, Varimide, so the Pasuk over there says all these different <coughs> places they were sent, Nemar Gamaleinu, we have a Kabbalah that was said about us as well. He says, I have another Kabbalah, another tradition, that we are from the group that when Ezra sent messages to come back to build Bayis Sheini, Bayitnu Kosef Sereris, the Yemenite Jews turned a rebellious shoulder to him, and because of that, this is the source that we that to Klala uh, that Ezra gave. And Ezra gave a Klala to these Yemenite that group at least that they should be always poor. And he says, not only was it fulfilled in a physical, monetary sense that we're poor, but in Torah as well, we were poor. Ubiprat, he says, and especially my small family, he says, we were impoverished. Um, and we were we were we were uh, starving. It was a famine. He says it comes out that actually two curses of Ezra we received. One of them is the one that I just referred to because we didn't go back to Binyan Bayis. We don't find that this curse was actually miyuchas to Ezra himself. It was more of a general um, curse. at all. Um, Rabbeim, school teacher, Shalai Yisashru. Rashi brings down in, uh, in Vayichi, Achalkem Yaakov, that Shimon is going to be spread out <coughs> amongst the Shvatim, he's going to be Malamde Tanaikas, they're not going to be have land, they're not going to be wealthy. Shema mi Melachtam Yisbatlu, because maybe if they make their money, then they're not going to do their work. So he says this was a general curse given to Malamde Tanaikas, and in my family we got both curses. We got the curse of being part of those who didn't go back, Plus the curse of being Malamde Tanaikis, I'm not a curse of being Malamde Tanaikis, but of being impoverished because we are Malamde Tanaikis. Ubarach Hashem, he says, Babarach Hashem, Asher Heiris Ruach Adeni that Akadish Baruch inspired my father to pick up his whole family and to uproot them from their home and to travel all the way to Eretz Yisrael. Now if you look at a map, Yemen is all the way down under Saudi Arabia. It's, I don't know, 2,000 kilometers if you go straight. I don't know exactly how you travel. But it's a very long way to travel from Yemen to Eretz Yisrael, he says. And he was very busy. My father had (coughs) myself and my brother and my sister. He says I was the middle child. So he had an older brother and a younger sister. He says I was four years old. And he says, besides, it was a very tough trip. My mother died along the way. We got to Eretz Yisrael. He says, we didn't complete one Shemitah, one seven years cycle in Eretz Yisrael in Eretz HaTzvi Svas. So you see they traveled and they went to Svas, which is north, all the way to the north of Eretz Yisrael. So it's even a further trip, so to speak. He says, we, didn't, we got to Eretz Yisrael. So on the way there, his mother died. When we were in Eretz Yisrael, within seven years, at Shemesu my sister died, Ushnei Bonea Asher 
I'm sorry, the sister was older. I said before the sister was younger. The sister was older, she had got married, she already had two children, she died. My brother who was younger than me also died. And I was the only one who was saved, escaped from the hand of the Satan. And he says, do you think I was alive, it was okay? <coughs> we were still considered like as if we were dead. Because we were starving, we were thirsty, we were naked, we had nothing. So we were like dead. So, so I was physically alive, I didn't have anything. Until people found out that my father was a Tamil Chacham, and Yisrael and they were Metivim they um they were generous with what they gave. It seems they found out that his father was a Tamil Chacham, and they started to help him out. He says specifically, the Chachamim of the time they raised me. Who is he referring to? He says, it sounds like in Svas, Vigam Acharkach, as we'll see in a moment. Uli'ir Yerushalayim Huvesi. He says, then it seems that his father decided that they're going to go to Yerushalayim. Tomid bein Afaragli Achachamim Meshar Hayusham Nisavakti. And I was constantly by the dust of the feet of the Chachamim in Yerushalayim. So who are these Chachamim he's specifically referring to in Svas and in Yerushalayim? Haloyheima. So he learned by Rav Chaim Vital. I would think that was in Svas. That's where Rav Chaim Vital was. Um, now, he quotes actually Rav Chaim Vital in his Pirish, excuse my uh, post uh, Yom Tov Kof. In Shabbos, Perak Yedal, Mishnah Dalit, over there it says, Rav Shimon says, Kal Yisrael B'nai Melachim. All Jews are princes and therefore they're allowed to uh, do certain things. So he writes over there the Malach Shlaimai Uvidrushim Shomarena Rabaliki Ravchaim Vital in the Drushes of Rukhain Vital, Nasantam Lishvach Al Piasoid, he gave a reason Al Pikabalah, why are the Jews called Binay Malachim? Why do you say they're Malachim? They're all kings. Why do you say they're princes, Binay Malachim? So that's one place that he quotes from Chaim Vital that I found. I saw someone say he quotes him more, but um, it's possible, but I, I didn't find it in my searches any more times that he quotes him. Could be it's spelled differently and I didn't have the right spelling. Um, it's interesting that even though he didn't learn by the Arizal, Chaim Vital was the Talmud of the Arizal, in Ksubis Paragal of Mishnevav, he brings a vart from the Arizal. Over there, the Gemara talks about do we believe a woman to say certain things? So the Lashon of the, of the Mishnah is, Loi mi pia anu We don't live according to her mouth, which basically means we don't believe her. So he brings over there, Shamati b'shem arava makobol, Yazal. I heard in the name of the Arizal that why is it such a funny Lashon? Just say, she's not believed. So the Arizal said, because we find that the world is Niskayim. The Mishnah says, Aladin Vahemes. One of the things that the, keeps the world going is truth. It says, but this lady is lying. So therefore, the Lashon is Loimipi We can't live. The world can't exist um, based on the mouth of this woman because she's not saying the truth. So therefore, it must be other people saying the truth that we live, um, that we're able to live on the, in this world. So that was just a. Acute vart, so to speak, from the from the Arizal that he brings. He was, I think, they made a chashmin. He was seven years old when the Arizal was nifter. So therefore, it's not mistaber. He actually learned by him. So his rebbe, he says, was Reb Chaim Vital, and his second rebbe, Umareno Rav Ashkenazi, Kimareno Rav Bitzalo. Mareno Rav Bitzalo Ashkenazi is the author of the Shita Mikubetzes, and he brings him many, many times in Malachi Shleimik. He's constantly bringing from his rebbe the Baal 
Mikubetzis. And in fact, the Shita Mikubetzis today that is in the Gemaras of Kachim are actually from the uh, manuscript of Reb Shleima Adani and some other Rishayim as well, but this is from his Rabbi Reb Shleima Adani. There's a Sefer, I think, called... Um, like Binyan Shleimai Chachmas Bitzalel or something like that, which is the Shita Mikubetzes, like a, a, a more fancier version of the Shita Mikubetzes Ankachim that came from um, from Reb Shleimai. That's called Binyan Shleimai Chachmas Bitzalel. It's from Shleimai who brought it from Bitzalel, the Shita Mikubetzes. He continues, he says, and then in Yerushalayim, Baveneseinu Harabim Nispakish Adon Yavi B'Shiva Shomayla. says, then in Yerushalayim, my father was Nifter. V'Neisarti Ani Levadi, I was left alone, 15 years old, B'Madrega Tachtoyna Shvela. I was on the lowest level of everything, with no one to rely on, no one to learn with me, no Mizoynais, no Parnasa. He says, for two and a half years, I was wandering around, many nights, Ba'ashbois Hoysa Tnuma Vashina. By the way, this whole... Hakdama is sort of in a rhyme. Um, it's very long if you take a look at it. So there's a lot of uh, of, um, of of rhyming words here. So he says, "Many nights I was in the garbage dump." That's where I slept. And he says, "Many nights uh, Shabbos." He says, "When um, so they would like you know in the olden days they would uh, at the end of davening they would sort of divide up the aniim who needed a place to eat." So he says, I would run out and I would go hide outside the city in the fields. He says, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to be invited to anyone's house. I didn't have anything to offer. And it sounds like his face was very sickly looking because he was malnutritioned and he was starving. And he was embarrassed about it. Whatever I had to eat, I ate. Even if it was a little bread, a little onion. And he writes over there, even though it was Shabbos, that was it. That was what I ate. Then he continues and he says, who did not forsake me. He made sprout the uh, sprout the, the, the flowers of my refuah. A very chash of a person, a ishtam, straight person, fear of Hashem, holy person, Chacham ben Chacham. Uh, Chacham, the son of another Chacham, Chasida Kadisha, Ish Sheshmei Noider Yerushalayim. This person was well known in Yerushalayim, Vigam Mitzrayim, and also in Egypt. Chachmasi, his brilliance. So he came, it seems, I guess, from Egypt to Yerushalayim to live, and his name was Ramosha Alchami, Aleph Lamed Ches, Aleph Mem Yod, Ben Marein Rav Yaakov Alchami. So this person moved to Yerushalayim, Vinosan Akel Belibay Rachamim. And he noticed this young boy, Shleim Adani, and he, Hashem put in his heart, Rachamim, the become upon him. And he nudged me many times to come to live in his house, not just to eat by him, to live permanently in his house, like one of his children. Um, for, he gave him food to eat, and, and pillows, and, and blankets, and a bed. Chamesh on him for five years, he was Mepharnas me. He, uh, he supported me. And Leishakad Vilaynach, and he wasn't, he didn't to stop until until he actually married me off, and even after that, all of his life, he gave me nidvas um, He gave me um, very generously and graciously. Um, now he continues and he says that even though my whole life I had sar and busha and kharpa, I was a very downtrodden. I was embarrassed. Tami but I always. 
Tyra was my goal. Tyra was my uh, was my parnasa, so to speak, my umnis. This was my my. Uh, this is what I did. and he talks about even though I wasn't so smart and things like that. It was a very humble person. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, impoverished in Tyra. But he said, and he goes through all things, he says, so maybe you'll say, so Hashem just wants, you know, you to do your best. If everyone's going to say to himself, listen, I can't learn much anyways, so I'll learn a little bit, sagily, that's enough. Hashem just wants my heart. So I'll do my best, and even if it's a little bit, it's okay. Nimsa Paichin Atsuma Bataina Zukalaida. He says that all everyone's gonna say this Taina and no one's gonna work hard to learn Taira. He says if everyone's gonna say, you know, Dikar is a I wanna do a good thing, I wanna do my best, and I'll try. It's not enough, he says. Taira is gonna be lost from Klai Yisrael. Therefore he says, Ani Hayochid Vaani, me the single one and the poor one. From when I was 22 years old, Nasatias Libi Lidraish, I decided that I'm going to start to learn the Chachmas Yam HaTalmudim, learning the Talmud Bavli and Yerushalmi, the Divrei Hagoinim and the words of the great ones, Uvechibar Hanesher Hagadol BePaiskim, Gadol BePaiskim, and the great one, meaning the Rambam, the great one amongst the Paiskim. And not only that, he says, besides all of that, Vasher Loshin Ivri Bikim. And I also, he was very into, as we'll see in the Sefer, that uh, for those who are Bikiyam, are well versed in the actual nuances of Lashon HaKadosh and Diktuk, Kedetishkach, he says, <coughs> like you'll find, B'madiksivna B'Shem Radak. When I wrote B'Shem Radak, Rav David Kimchi, in Perek Zayim Deshviyas, Piyad Diktuk over there, it's, it's interesting, he specifically picks that, that uh, Maramakam. He says, not only that, I also learned Gam Kala Mefarshim, all the, the commentaries, Uvaraisham, Rashi, Vitaisvizal, um, Uvitur, and also Enayasim, and also in the tour, I put my eyes. He says, so what happened? So it sounds like, like he was learning Mishnayis, but with all the Gemaras and everything and all the Pirushim. <coughs> when I was alone and I was. Uh, being Isaac with my learning, I didn't want to forget things, so I wrote down little notes, on the margin of the Mishnahites. Maybe there'll be a time that I won't have the Svarim I'm looking for, I won't have the Rashi, the Taisis, and I'll have the little notes there. He says, but then I saw that the margins were filling up, and I couldn't even write one of 10,000 of what I wanted to write. I didn't have enough room. And even the little bit that I wrote, he says, I wrote it so short, I wasn't even able to read it later and understand what I wanted. So he says, I'm a little stuck here. So now we see that after he got married, he went to Hebron. Start off in Svas, Yishalayim, Hebron. He says, I'm in Hebron now. And an Ishchacham Swami learning Mishnayis, Baal Maisim, Roidiv of Chesed, Ben Sheva Shonami Kirani. He knew me already from Tzvas when I was seven years old. And now he's here in, um, in Hebron. And he said, what are you doing here? He says, what are you going to do? This Mishnah you have eventually is going to get all worn out and you're going to lose everything you wrote on the, on the side. Not only that, you yourself aren't benefiting, benefiting, benefiting from it because you can't even understand half of it. So he says, listen to me. Take a big sheet of paper and write all the things that you want to write from all the svarim. And he says, I'm going to be the one to purchase for you 
any paper and anything you need. And then, so he, he basically was telling him to turn it into a safer. So he says, I answered him, he said, what, me? I'm going to print a safer. it'll be a busha for me. And he writes over there, people are going to see it and they're going to say, what kind of chutzpah of this, this small person? They're going to make fun of me. What did you bother yourself for? You're a katan, matzorech, who needs it? <coughs> and especially he felt like most of his stuff was like being malakit. He was bringing perushim, almost like his rabbi, the Shita Mekubetzis, who was malakit. It's like encyclopedia. So people say, what do you need encyclopedia for? You need people to write over perushim? So he told me, he said, So this, Reb David Armilio told me, you're making a mistake. You do what I tell you to do. And therefore he says, I started to copy over for what was on the margins of my Sefer. Hamalacha Rucha was a very long job. Givoya Virama. I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start. I'll do as best as I can. Then he says, and you might say to yourself, how come in some places, Piguma Malachta, he wasn't such a perfect job? Bitsurav Lize says, I want to tell you, Oil He says, I had a job. I was a rabbi. I was a Malamit Tinaikas, like his whole family was. And I was busy with that. And because I was busy with that and trying to do both jobs, not everything always came out so perfect. He says, besides for that, My day was all filled with machayvim, with pains. And my groans. You couldn't even, pages of a sefer, you wouldn't able to even write all the tsaris that I had. Even at night I couldn't sleep. I was always afraid from Goyim, from Arabs, he says. And he says, my whole life, all I did was write the Sefer. Even though I was always very weak, and I was always sick, sickly, he says, but this is what I did. And he says, we'll get in a moment to his terrible tsarist that he had, besides up till here. He says, I called the Sefer Melechah Shleimai. Because it's a play on a Gemara. The Gemara talks about, let's say, blowing the Shaifer on Shabbos. You can blow the Shaifer on Shabbos. Why? Because Shaifer is not a Malacha. A Malacha is an Asr on Shabbos. A Shaifer is a Chachma. It's a, it's a talent, but it's not a Malacha. So he says, I called my Sefer Melacha Shleimah because Malacha Hivena Chachma. It's just work, but it's not really brilliance. Because I'm just like being malakit. I'm just gathering things. I'm carrying svarim. Like an animal carries svarim. Is there a mile to the animal carrying the svarim? So I just bring perushim of everyone. So it's not a chachma. It's only a malacha. Then he says, and another reason I called the malacha shleimai is because it has my name in it. It should be a zecher for my name. I'm the only one left from both sides of my family. I don't have any relatives from my father's side, from my mother's side. He says, unless maybe somewhere in Taman there's some Vaita, there's some uh, distant relatives. And this is where he wrote, now in the year, hey, Shin, I and Tess, um, which is 1619, um, I'm 52 years old. I don't have a son to take over for me. Why? That he should take my place in Torah and to inherit me. Why? My oldest son, who was close to 13, he was Nifter today. 
Yoim Kriyas Megillas Eicha. The day we read Megillas Eicha, I'm assuming Tishabav. Kisiguni, Kisigu Shneachim Kitanim. And not only that, Shneachim Aktanim. His two younger brothers also passed away. Acharei Kacha afterwards. Gam Shneach Yoisai and Oich Yosav and his two sisters. So we're holding already two brothers, two sisters, and the oldest one that's five children already. Benoist Eser Vesheva, ten and seven Kidmulafanim. They died before him. This is the three weeks, the Mayam and Tsarim. I'm having constant um, um, uh, mourning, Avel, one after the next. One from a plague, another plague. And then a sixth child that was born afterwards as a Nechama. He was two years old, and he died. And then. Uh, the seventh one, and the sister afterwards didn't live a year. She was sick and she was uh, died of thirst. He says, then when I reached the age of Zikna, which I'm assuming means he reached 70 years old, took to his way, I'm assuming that's the name of his wife, Yosfia and Bez Nun Nun Aleph, Shenechtaf Bimagefa, there was some type of plague that she was uh, killed. So he so far Nebuch seven children and his wife. Vafilu Shari Dima Nina Lubahazimna. Another play on words. Usually we say the gate of tears never closes. It says the gate of tears were already closed by then. He had so much crying, Nebuch. Now, so that was this wife. Novadi says, Keishas Nuraisai. So I guess the original wife that. Um, that he had married when he was young, he ubita ushnei baneha, her and her daughter and two sons, ima biyosi ben lamigimoshanim esalai bavanosi. When I was thirty-three years old, they died from my avaris. So he lost two wives and, according to this cheshbon, ten children throughout his life. So he says he has nothing left except his sefer melachas shleimay. Okay, vayihila es zikna shleimay. And he continues and he says, and it came to the time, Shlomo got old, it was time for him to rest. He was finished the Melechus of Avodah Hashem, of his Sefer, and all of a sudden, He saw a new Sefer that came out from Rabbi Yomtif, that's called Taisvis Yomtif. The Sefer Taisvis Yomtif was printed. And this is what he writes in Lech HaShleimai. Rabbi Yontif is in Chutz Laaretz, in Germany. There's a lot of printing over there. And Shleimai, meaning himself, was astounded on what he saw when this new Sefer, the Taisus Yontif, was printed. And he actually was happy. He says, How is it possible? I assume the word Vayichad means, Vayichad is usually a lesson of happy, unless it means something else. Maybe it means over here, Chidudim, maybe it means that he was in pain. I'm not sure what he meant here. Eich bidar echad, how's it pass one generation, Israme Milsa could happen. She'echad yoyshev yichidi b'keren zavis b'er chevron. That one person sits alone in a corner in chevron. 
In another person with friends in a distant land, Biari Ashkenaz, in the in the cities of Ashkenaz, and both of them on their own decided to toil in Torah, Ulagiyah Mishnah, and to write a pirush and to edit the Mishnah, Ulevara, and to explain it, Kimat Echad, almost exactly the same. So he, 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 he worked his whole life, as he said, years and years on this Sefer, and all of a sudden Taisa Shanta comes out, and he sees it's almost a copy of his own Sefer. And he answered and he said, and that's probably why it said, Vayichad, before they was happy, Hashem put it in the, house of, in the heart of someone greater than me to do. To do this in a better way than I'm able to do it. So he writes, So even though there's Chidushim from the Taisus Yontif, very much the same as his, but he says, I didn't totally um, negate what I wrote. There's Chidushim even in things that people say the same. He says, So actually, <coughs> So he went through his whole Sefer, and wherever the Taisus Yontif says the same thing that he said, he writes it in the name of the Taisus Yontif. Now in parentheses, the printer, as we'll see later on, when they printed the Melechah Shleimah, they write that we took all of this out. Anytime he quoted the Taisyantav, we said, what do we need a double? We have the Taisyantav here. Now, the Chaikrim, the, the, uh, the, you know, those who, the, the, they say that <coughs> it's really a shame because it's possible, even though the Taisyantav said the exact same way, but maybe there was one word difference that could change a pshat. And even though he said the Taisyantav said it, but if maybe we could compare the two pshatim, we could see differences. But the fact that the publishers took out anything that said that they felt was a repeat, so we lost part of that safer. He says, interestingly, he says, there were certain things, um, there were certain things I decided not to put in. But the Taisis Yonte put it in. Even though he is like the master of speaking briefly and putting in Bikitzer, but it was interesting that certain things that I thought were necessary, he actually put in. So that is all of a sudden what happened to him in, uh, with his Sefer. Now, let us talk about the Sefer Melech Shlemet. In the Hakdama here in the middle, he says, 17, 18 reasons, I'm sorry, 18 purposes, goals, tayales that he says in the Sefer. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to highlight some of them. The first one is, the purpose was to edit the Lushan of the Mishnah, that the, the Rav, Rabbeinu Vajah Bartanura, printed the Mishnah with his Birish, and there needs editing, there was mistakes there. Kitzorich lashkiach HaLashan HaMishnah, says the Malach because you have to be very careful about the Lushan HaMishnah. You can't just be random things. It's the second thing after the Torah. Just like we're so medactic in the Torah, we have to be in the Mishnah. And in the Aruch, Nikra Mishnah, and the Aruch is like a, a, a dictionary, and he says, why is it called Mishnah? The word Mishnah actually means it's the second to the Torah. It's the second book after the Torah. Another Pirish is the Lashon of Shinon, of being sharp. You have to have it sharp. But the point is, he says, that's why you have to be careful. And therefore, if there were Mistakes in the text, I'm here to edit them. Also, I want to edit from the Rav, the Rabbeinu Vajra Bartanura, the mistakes in the printing. Three, he says in the beginning, I want to show how all, all the Masechta, each Mishnah or each Parak, ties together. The Kishar of the Masechta. Number four, he says, there are places that the Rav was very brief, and I would expand and expound on that. 
Um, skip to number seven. He says, I got this in his Dam and it came to my hand in Seder Kajim, the Pirish Rabbeinu Gersham, which I think on the side of some of the Gemaras, Ubeprat al Tamid, Bir Rabbeinu Avram Berab David, that is for sure on the side of the Vilna Shas, the Bir of Avram Berab David, one of the Ravids, and Mesech the Tamid. So he had this Ksavyad, the manuscripts of them. Ches, he says, the eighth one, I got the Pirish of the Rosh and Taharis. I guess that was something very not so common. He says the ninth thing: any Mishnah that the beginning or end of the the beginning to the end of the Mishnah is contradictory, or different Mishnayos are contradictory. I explain them, or to explain the Mishnayos themselves, where you don't find a Gemara that explains them. I'll find Mefarshim to explain them. Um, the tenth Tayal is to bring Bikitzer, bring briefly Taisvis, the Rush or the Ran. <coughs> even if they're not in that Masechta. Sometimes a Taisvis explains a Mishnah, but not in that Masechta. How do you know where to find it? I'll bring it. Um, the 11th, he says, sometimes the Rambam in in his Halachas, Yad HaZaka, says differently in the, than he does in his Pirish HaMishnayis, in his explanation of the Mishnayis. I'll bring that. To bring, number 12, all the Marmakaimas from the Gemara and Zeroim and Taharis. Zeroim and Taharis we don't have Gemara for, but it's interspersed some of them Mishnais throughout the other Gemaras. Um, and any Masechti says it doesn't have Gemara, like Shkalim and other ones as well. Um, Kinim, I think he says, so I'm going to bring you the explanations from the Gemaras that explain them. Um, to bring Mar Mekaymas on any Mishnais that has Gemara, but if there's another Gemara that explains it. To bring Bikitzer the Yerushalmi on the Gemara. To bring the Psach Halachas, number 17. Number 18, to bring, if the Mishnah is brought in the tour or in the Beis Yosef with an explanation, I'll bring the Simon and there. He says, you'll realize from here that I'm not here to explain the exact halacha. I'm here, I'm here to gather and uh, bring together all the Perushim that came. Now he then brings an entire list, a long list of Svarim that he has, that he had and a lot of these svarim, they say, were very rare at the time. Rishayinim and, and manuscripts. I don't know how he had them, but he had them. And this is what he used. So this is sort of his Melech HaShlaimai, like the way of his Rebbe. You know, they want to say he went in his Rebbe's way. We don't know for sure. I don't think he himself ever says that he went in the way of the Shita Mikubetzis, but it's a similar thing. Now a few examples. Like we said, he has stresses on having the proper girsa, the proper text. And especially also in Diktu Kaloshan. For example... In Shviyas Parakei Mishnah and it's also, I think, a Mishnah in Gittin. Mashalas Isha Nafa Vikvarov Rechaim Vitanur. A woman is allowed to lend during Shemitah. A Nafa is a sifter for flour. A Kivra is a, is a, is a sifter for, uh, for, for Tevan, for straw, for grain. Rechaim, a, a mill, and a Tanur. And he says, L'chaira, the Mishnah is out of order. That's not the way it goes. It should have been in the order of how you do it. First you have the grain, then you have the rechayim, then you have the, then you have the kemach. He says, so that's his bimedaktek in the order of the Mishnah. He comes up and he says, one of his terutzamalis, he says, the Mishnah is going in the order of things, the more movable they are, so the more um, prone they are to being lent out. So therefore, that's what the Mishnah's order is in what is more mashalis, what's more common to be lent out because it's more movable. But you see his diktuk in the Lashana Mishnah. He also goes, is very careful, and he shows differences in Lashainas. For example, Masech Tabrachas, Parakhtas Mishnah Gimel. Is there a difference when the Mishnah says Sarich or Chayev? Sarich he needs to do or Chayev is obligated. Chayev, he says, are things that are midairaisa. 
Tzarich are things that are derabonah. Um, or for example, in Demai Perekzai Mishnah Beis, it says over there that when you take off Maeser Sheini, Maeser Sheini Bifiv, in the mouth of the Kali, of the Kais, I'm sorry, of the cup. He says, what do you mean? Kais is a Lashon Nekeva. Kaisi Rivaya, it's a Lashon Nekeva. So it's to say, Maeser Sheini Bifiha. Lashon Taira Lechud, Lashon Chachamim Lechud. You're right, in the Pasuk, the Lashon Taira talks one way, the Chachamim talked a different way, even though it's Taka in the Pasuk, Lashon Nekeva. In Kelayim Paragzai Mishnebez, it says over there about Semer Gefen. Semer Gefen is like cotton. So he says, Hu Semer Shel Gefen. When it says it that way, it's talking about the Semer of the Gefen. But sometimes it says Gefen Semer. Then you'll be talking about the Gefen that makes Semer. They're not interchangeable. It depends what of the part we're talking about. Are we talking about the actual cotton? Or are we talking about where it's produced from? The plant it's produced from? It's very medactic. You can't just interchange Tzemer Geffen or Geffen Tzemer. And many, many places, um, he's Ma'erer on the Nikud as well. What's the proper Nikudois? Um, in different things and, and how the Nikudais make a difference and change the meaning of things. <coughs> now, in his Pirish, it's very clear, as you said before, how humble he was whenever he wants to ask a question on a Chacham from before him. He starts and he says, Omar Hamalakate. The one who gathered things in says the following. He doesn't even like, I'm not really like a person to argue here, I'm just the Malakate. Um, in Paragalif of uh, in, in uh, uh, Paragalif Mishnah Gimel and Trumas, he says, Me, the Hejjait, the common one, um, this is what I think. In Trumas Parakei Mishnalif, he says, I'm asking Mechila from his honor, and I would kiss, I kiss his hand. But this is what I'm going to say. So even though he argued, or he asked, it was with tremendous, tremendous humility. In Peya Paraches Mishnaches, he says, he says, I'm astounded. No commentary brought out this at all. No one has a hint to it. Even the Rambam, not in the Mishnayis, not in his Chibor, he doesn't hint to it at all. Now, to talk about who he was, as we said before, not only being an Anav, the Chidon in Shem Agdelim writes, Asher Shamanu Vanidoim. We heard and we know Michasidusai, his how what how pious he was, Ushkedosai Batirim Aini, and how he toiled in Taira from in poverty. Now, the Chazoi Nochum is another Pirish on the Mishnais, yeah, on the side of the Mishnais there. It was uh, printed in Tafkov Gimel, Tafkov Hay, so over a hundred years later. And in the beginning of Brachas, he writes, um, He says, And I found that one very holy person wrote this. So he seems to have had the manuscript, as we'll see in a moment, this is a hundred odd years later, it's still a manuscript. The Chazoi Nochem had the Pirish of Reb Shleimah Adani. And the Chidah writes that in Chazoi Nochum, from then and on, whenever he quotes Pirish Hanizkar, the commentary that I mentioned before, he's referring to the Malach Shlaimai, and the Chidah says, Kasher Bachanti Kamapamim. I checked it out. I checked it out to make sure that that's who it is. So he uses this Pirish and he calls him Ish Le'echid Kaddish. He calls him a holy person. The Shla. HaKadosh, if you remember, we talked about the Shlod, that even though he's Mitam Ashkenazim, he had Shaykhs to the Svar, the Shigadaylam. In Asar Mamaris, my Mersheni, Peites, he writes, Shamati, Mipiach Chosid, Harov, Shloyma, Adani, Mikak, Chevron. Now, 
this Ksavya, the manuscript, the printing wasn't available so much in Eretz Yisrael. Like he said before, that the Tzitzis Yantiv was in Ashkenaz, and there much there was printing going on. So the manuscript remained, um, like we said, the Chazayin Nachum had it, and we saw the Chidah had it, because he compared it to the Chazayin Nachum's Pshat. But it never was printed until... Now, when was it completed? So the Chidah writes that he completed it in Shin Pei Bei, 1622. However... Um, he himself says not like that. In the end of Uksin, the last line, he writes, Hadron Allah, he writes a Hadron. I finished here, here in Hebron. Bishnas in the year, Kivasimcha, Tseitseyu, Uvishalom Tuvalun, which is the year Shin Pei Dalid, which is 1624. So from the year 1624, it remained a manuscript until Tuf Reish Samachay, 1905, when the Ram brothers, the Almana Ram, and her sons, they were the printers. They printed the Vilna Shas, as it's called. They printed a Mishnais in Vilna, based on this Ksavyad. It must have ended up in Europe somehow, eventually. And they were the ones, like we said before, they edited and took out pieces from it. Now, so that was the Melech Shlaima. So a life that he had Nebuch full of Tzarus, his whole family when he was a child, and then his whole family when he was an adult. And then he writes the Sefer, and the Taisis Yantif, so to speak, uh, wrote the Sefer, exact same thing and it was printed already and his safer wasn't printed from 1624 1824 1824 till 1905 so almost 280 years later um, it was finally printed now the Chida says he has another safer that Adani wrote on the Mesoira of Psukim the Derech of Artaira of Maramdin Lunazu it's like Diktuk on the Mesoira like the Minchashai of, you know, what the right words are, the right nikod, and things like that. And it's called the Sefer Divrei Ames. And the Chidon, his Sefer, and Chumash Chaymas Anach, he brings many times from this Ksavyad, this manuscript of this Sefer and Chumash that he wrote. Now, um, in the, after the end of Vuxin, the next page, there's a, like a, a, a Hadron that he wrote in a poem way. And um, every stanza starts with a letter, and it spells out Ani Shleimai Ben Reb Yeshua Adani. Um, so that's each stanza. Now, in one of those stanza, stanzas, the one of Nun, of Ben, <coughs> he says, Nasam Hashem gave me the strength, Lasik, to, to work on this Pirush, Pam, one time, Ushtaim, and a second time, Ushalosh, and a third time. So it sounds like there were numerous versions of his. Pirush, and maybe there were even a few different manuscripts that made themselves around, until I was able to finish it. Now, um, in, 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 in the, the, the history books, and even by his kever, there, there's like, a, there's like a, um, a metal thing that has a, like five lines about who he was. It says, he printed his favorite Shimpei Dalit, and a little bit after that he was Nifter. I'm not sure why they say that. Because we said before, he said, He says his wife was Nifter when he got to the age of Zikna, which is 70. Which would mean that he was, um, that if he was born, <coughs> excuse me, in 1567, um, in Shin Chav Zayin, so that means he lived to at least Tav Zayin. Tav Zayin is, is uh, 1647. 1647 is many, is not 1624. So I'm not sure why they say that. So it seemed to me he was Nifter after that time, because he said he was at least 70 years old. Um, he's buried in the old cemetery of Hebron. 
Now it's interesting, we've gotten that, like I said before. Now on the Matseva over there, it's an interesting thing. On the Matseva that's on the ground there, there's a Psefani Lashen. It brings, uh, it, there's a Matseva, and it says who he is. And then he says, Vani Shloimai Nisbakashti Al Yadai. I Shloimai was asked by him, Legalis Mokam Mishkavai, to reveal where his cover is. Yud Gimel Elul Tafshin Nun Aleph. And they say that nobody really knew there was a Messiah or something where his kever was, but no one knew exactly where it was. And um, they say one day a person came and he said that Rabbi Shleim Adani is in 1991. Someone came, no one knew who he was. Ah, today they don't know who he was. He put a matseva up and he says that Rabbi Shleim Adani came to him in a dream and told him to put up this matseva. And that's why he put it up, and, and he told him exactly where to put it, and that's where he put it up, and that's why it says it on the Matseva, Yud Gimel Elo, or like Tav Alf, where that come from, Vani Shleimai, someone named Shleimai, Shleim Adani supposedly came to him and told him where his cover is and put up the Matseva. This is the Malacha Shleimai, Tzchusa Yogen Aleinu Valka Yisrael, Kla Yisrael needs Tzchusim, especially in Eretz Yisrael, so the Tzchus of the Yishenei Chevrain, the Avis HaKadoshim, and all those Sadikim. In Hebron, throughout Eretz Israel, throughout the world, should be a schus for Klai Israel. Kol tov, everyone.